You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the Umlaut. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. Joined as always by my bosom buddy, Bobby. Hey, Bob. Yeah, you know I'm here. What? You know I'm here. Why Why are you talking like that? That's how I talk now, bro. Oh, no. Yeah, the new Confrontational? Me. Oh, new you're a confrontational me, guy. Confrontational guy now. I hate that fucking yep. guy. No, I'm just a guy. What's up, bro? Why was that man the way he was? Now now we're going to introduce someone not confrontational guy. He's actually more of a peaceful man, I like to say. And he also he's wearing a crystal around his neck that symbolizes peace. And it's been too long. Way too long. Welcome for the first time to the Umlaut Garage, Jason Zumwalt. It's real, I'm just really blessed, guys, to be here today. I just really, really feel like uh, our souls have not connected in such a long time. He's, and it's, he's different than I remember. I want you to be that guy. Really great to be here. <laughs> I want you to be uh, Tim Robbins and High Fidelity. Oh, yeah, That's, totally. Oh, I Practicing totally Tai Chi and fucking everybody's girlfriend. <laughs> Jay, um, how the hell are you? We were trying to figure out before we started... When's the last time we did a show? We did a uh, remote show with Nikki. Yep. I think uh, Tom Petty, yep. Wildflowers. But the last time that we were all together. Oh, oh wow. Pre-pandemic. Everybody is happy that Jay is back on the Throwback Podcast. We could have asked anybody to join us tonight. Nikki Glazer knows how to do it just right. Mad Money Smith would be fucking cool. Instead, we I would say it's a great song, but there is okay. There's a reason I'm not Matt Money Smith, and that's because I'm available. Okay, you're lucky to get Matt Money Smith on the show at all. All right, and you Nikki, know, I mean, come on, F Boy Island, she's F-Boy she's busy. Island's hot right now. Well, I have to say, like I I've known you for many years now, Jay, but Bob worked even more intimately with you. Um, I did have to clear it with Bob. He's like, is Jay going to have a good sense of humor about this <laughs> takedown in song form? Uh, for some yeah. reason, open parentheticals, Jay Zumwalt is back. Close parentheticals. And Bob said, yeah, he'll be fine with it. Of course, you, always, know who, you know who yeah. made that, of course. It is our Paul Schaefer. Joe. Joe D. Prospero. Joe yeah. D. Doing yeah. what he does. So Joe thank you, D. Joe. Last time I talked to him, uh, he was trying to uh, have some kind of like emotional connection with me about the death of Kobe Bryant, and I had to inform him that I was a Suns fan and didn't give a shit. <laughs> so maybe that's why uh, he was ready. He, was out for- <laughs> he, he was wrote out that for song. What's up, Joe? Thanks for the song, man. That's hilarious. Um, well, we're happy you're back, Jay. And uh, to celebrate it, we wanted to do a really um, a- a- an artist that has flummoxed Bob and I. Forever. We've talked about it on this podcast, and we were always waiting, like, when's the right moment to tackle Purple Rain by mm, Prince? Yeah. And it turns out the right moment is getting Jay into the new garage, the umlaut, and uh, we are going to tackle it. And it turns out, purely uh, by kismet, Jay, 
uh, that this album has a personal tie to you. Do you want to tell the audience why? This was the first cassette I ever bought, uh, uh, Purple Rain. And How I, about that? I bought it because the neighbors next door, uh, it, w- it, it was just like they weren't listening to the album the movie was on all the time. So the VHS cassette in their house was always on. And eventually the music just like kind of seeped into my bones and yeah like uh 24/7 I'd be uh pumping this thing and so can you explain to our listeners uh these words you're using cassette and VHS what are these <laughs> plastic like uh, let's see plastic's not good bro <laughs> they're kind of like um uh you know like flint you know how when how cavemen used to yeah 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 like uh shear <laughs> off uh skin that's kind of like that but music it's oh. basically what it is you're yeah. so old. Very old. <laughs> You're so old. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk Purple Rain. Uh, complicated artist, Bob, for you and I. So we're gonna. But here's the thing. I listen. This is shameful, but I just have to be honest with you. Like, I've never heard this album in full. Nor have I. I've, oh. Everyone's heard the singles, right? Uh, and when Prince uh, left this mortal coil, is that what they say? Slipped this Slipped mortal coil. This yes. mortal coil. I was like kind of introduced to the song Purple Rain, which somehow escaped me. <laughs> wow. What? Like, this is an amazing song. And everyone's only... like, oh, yeah, this was like a better version of Champagne Supernova from the 80s. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> wow. well, this is cool. So Dan, that, Dan, that just o- Dan only knew the Batman song. That was all he knew. Oh, about the, the Batman soundtrack. So yeah, there's was... some good stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the Bat Dance song. I But I, I could save this for when we're into the album, but I'll just, as a setup, because I think it might tie into a, it, tie into it a little bit. I feel like when Purple Rain ruled the world in 1984, it came out June 25th, 1984. Um, and by the way, the album spent 24 consecutive weeks atop the Billboard 200 chart. Which was so hard to do back then. You had to be Michael Jackson in order to do that. That's half a year just about. Yeah. At number one, not like top 10 or, oh, it stayed in the top 100 for 24 weeks. No, number one on that motherfucking Well, bench. and you know what album came out the same month as this? Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Right. Oh, wow. So but that leads me to my point, which is where Bob and I grew up, I feel like there was room, obviously, for Bruce Springsteen. There was room for Madonna. There was room for Johnny Cougar Mellencamp. There was room for you 2 trying to say there wasn't room for like a, a, an effeminate black man who made you want to fuck him even though you weren't gay? <laughs> it's I, just a theory that maybe Prince didn't have a natural lane in our childhood, Bob. Yes yeah. or no? I but mean, here's the our, thing, t- our though, town man. was like founded by a bunch of cops that moved up from the Bronx, right, and raised their families like in the suburbs. So I feel like that's not what they were listening to. But I'm from Arizona, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And right. You, we couldn't get away from them, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's because Arizona is a bit of a melting pot. But um, I think it surprised my parents. Yeah, I was what nine, eight, eight when this came out. And then uh, definitely nine by the time I was listening to it in the house all the time. I mean, you know, lyrics like masturbating in a magazine, like Darling was, Nikki, right? Yeah, Your parents are picking blowing. up on that, though. They didn't know what was going on with it. No, they knew what was going on with it. Ooh. I just think that they thought I didn't know what was going on with but it. But you did. But I did. Oh, yes, I did. Do you think it accelerated things? Oh, yeah, for sure. There Is Prince the reason you are why you are? No, Prince. <laughs> We're trying to find a reason. God, no. That's how, why you're here, Jack. How did we get to this? We got to we gotta go way deeper than <laughs> nine years old, unfortunately. Um, no, so this is um, like a lot of episodes that I that I do. This is a sex episode. 
So we're going to be talking a lot about yes. uh, sexual identity and all that kind of yes. stuff. Oh, so. man. We're going to Is there going to be any we're big reveal at the end of the episode? Um, yeah. No. Damn it. There, there could be, but I didn't clear it with someone that I probably <laughs> should have. That hasn't stopped Jesus. you in the past. Yeah. <laughs> you send some text messages while we're doing this. Yeah, that's true. Hey, can Ooh. we talk about the time that... What if you put it on speaker? Made a phone call. No, no, this is uh, this is not this is not good news. <laughs> oh man, for anyone be... involved. Oh, what a tease! What a tease! Yeah, this yeah, is going to yeah. be a fun one. I yeah. just want to do some more crazy number shit before we uh, dive in. In May uh, in May '96, so th- that's 25 years ago now. The album was certified 13 times platinum. Its total sa- sales now stand at 25 million copies worldwide. We've talked about this before, Bob. The Biggest selling albums we've done on the show, like Born in the USA, which we've done, is right there. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure Nevermind's got to be right around there at this point. Yep, the Black Album. The Black Album, uh, but Purple Rain might be the biggest album. Who knows? Revolver probably sold like 70 million copies, right? Yeah, you would think Revolver. Dangerous by Michael Jackson also sold more than it should have. Right, but definitely, I don't know if it made 25 million. Anyway, haven't done Beat It yet. Right? No, no thriller. Do, I mean, we haven't done either of those. Two. We didn't. Do, we did dangerous right before that documentary came out, and I think things have calmed down a little bit uh, in terms of the public outcry. Uh, maybe we should hit thriller before it's all said and done. Are you guys able to listen to uh, MJ when he comes on the? Uh... Yes, because I didn't watch the documentary. We just pretend like it never happened. Oh, house. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're good. Copy that. Yeah, I, uh, I separate the art from the artist. Oh, do you really? Look at you. So you're still watching Woody Allen films? And... It's that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, we said it. June 84. Prince ruled the world. <laughs> Maybe not Pearl River. Not Pearl River. Specifically not Pearl But the Pearl rest River. of the world. The rest of the world. He ruled. And that's maybe unfair to the town of friendly people. Maybe Prince was huge in PR. Sure. We were there four. Was a, there was a big, there was a, there was a big asterisk. You guys were our... babies. You're like literal babies. No, but we know. Our, our moms, they, they, they whispered things into our ears when Prince would come on the radio. I thought you said there was a sign like where it was like, welcome to the town of friendly people. And then another sign with just Prince. And then one of the, the red circle with the line. Through yes. It. I, I, I always call that the Ghostbusters. No, which by the way, Ghostbusters came out the same month. as uh-huh. Well done, Bob. This album as did, you could go home now, Bob, that was that good as did gremlins. Thank you. The, I'm not going to go home though. As did gremlins. <laughs> nice try. The karate kid. <laughs> Uh, Holy shit! The same month, the same eighty four was a huge month. pop culture year. Bachelor party and Top Secret. Wow, I All feel bad out. for Top Secret. Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Top Secret, Bachelor Party, same month. <sighs> you know, I didn't really, I don't really know about Top Secret. I have all sorts of uh, blind spots with movies, and not until I watched that Val Kilmer doc, yeah, did I even know about Top Secret. But now I want to seek it out because Val Kilmer is a fascinating figure. I mean, it's fucking hilarious you'll love it it's airplane humor it's perfect you i have know, kind of right a, your i have kind of like a, a big hot take on the movies of our youth by the way now that my son is nine years old and we're watching a lot of them mm-hmm. uh they're all terrible every movie okay. we grew up loving not good name one ghostbusters you're oh, wrong no, you're no. just wrong nope that's i'm telling you movie. go get in the pool you're nope. done. here's the bad, deal Bob. here's the deal Bob, that's a bad nothing take. is good in 2021 it, right, it does mean? nothing holds up Nothing is... My kids love that movie. Yeah, but once they're a little older Same. and a little more discerning, they're going to be like, what is this crap? But didn't you watch and it? And I'm talking about a nine-year-old. Wait, you re-watched about... it and you didn't think it was good? Not as good. I, I mean, I showed my kids when they were like five. My, my, my son is five, my right, daughter is three. And, whatever. and she runs around saying that she's 
Pete Pete Bankman. She's Pete Bankman. I feel like we love these movies the way our parents loved all the crap from the 60s, and it's just not the same. So huh. I, I vehemently disagree, number one. I know one. you do. I, I, I like all that I stuff. I know, because it's hard to hear. It's hard but to hear. Number two, Ghostbusters 2, loved it as a kid, rewatched that, and I was like, oh, this is a ghastly pile of shit. <laughs> so it's not like I have these blinders on, I can't see the things that I liked back then and see them as bad now. It, Ghostbusters is a great movie. There, it was great writing, great acting, just... A, Special effects were great at the time. Like, come on now, Bob. At the time. At what the time is the operative. I'm just saying. So it's just just because it doesn't have the special effects of Avatar, you have an issue with it. Not just special effects. The storytelling and everything. It's of a different era that doesn't translate. All right. Let's huh. save it for the Ghostbusster soundtrack. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> couldn't disagree with you more. Billy, uh, what's and also, name? I like Ghostbusters too. How dare you? And so do my children. How <laughs> dare you? I mean, Vigo's awesome. Vigo's great, and Harold Ramis has more lines. <laughs> it's it's a little shaky. They gave him actual punchlines. Remember when he looks at the camera for one of them? It's rough. Do re <laughs> Egon looks at the camera. Don't, what? That's very 1989. How does, how does Gremlins 2 hold up? I mean, it's hilarious. My kids <laughs> like that one more than they like the well, original. People say that. Cause I haven't revisited that, but people say that was ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Like with all the meta it's commentary. Super and meta, yeah. Ooh. It's hilarious. It's a comedy. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, okay. anyway. Uh, Prince ruled the world, but another big band then was Duran Duran. And they, or did you have more, Bob? No, that was it. Really. Oh, good. Phew. Uh, Duran Duran. The Reflex was the number one song in America when Purple Rain came out in 1984. Here it is. Got you far this time But I'm dancing on the valentine I tell you somebody's fooling around with my chances on the danger line I'll cross that bridge when I find it Another day to make my stand Oh, high time is no time for deciding If I should find a helping hand Oh, Cocaine was so good then. <laughs> this is the sound of cocaine. It is, right? <laughs> All right, I got to get to the chorus. This is Simon LeBon on an epic bender, like has not slept in a week. He's like, here's the bridge. <laughs> They're like, it's great, it's great, it's great. All right, here's the chorus. All right. Reflex is a lonely child alone in the park. The reflex <laughs> is a treasure alone in the dark. This is one of those songs like I never even. Wait, is he a fucking pedophile, bro? <laughs> is that the reflex? What the fuck? What is the reflex? What is this song about? Oh, you know, like when you're going down the street and you see a child alone and you're like, hello. <laughs> it's just a reflex. You've gone God too far damn. this time, but I'm dancing on the Valentine. I tell you somebody's fooling around with my chances on the danger line. I'll cross that bridge when I find it. Another day to make my stand. High time is no time for deciding if I should find a helping hand. Why don't you use it? Try not to bruise it. 
Buy time, don't lose it. This sounds like a masturbation song. The reflex is a lonely child who's waiting by the park. The reflex is in charge of finding treasure in the dark. I don't know. It's 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 right there. It's very pedo for me. (laughs) I'm a little worried. Is this part of your uh, Pizzagate conspiracy? You're putting this on the board? Yeah, this is... uh, Can we get to the bottom of this? I can't wait to get on 8chan. Is that even (laughs) the one? I don't even know. Yes, you do. And every little thing the reflex does leaves you answered with a question mark. Well, there you go. There's the answer. Duran Duran, they're interesting because they, uh, by all accounts, they should have disappeared in the 80s. They're such an 80s band. And yet they did make the transition, at least for a brief while. Yeah. uh, Come Undone. Yeah. That was a big album for them. That was good. Then they had, there was like a brief, as soon as 80s nostalgia kicked in, they burst down the door. For like a split second, right? Like mm-hmm. the late 90s, early 2000s. We're like, remember us? Remember us? You like the 80s again? We're back. We're back. Well, yeah, they were being referenced a lot in the early 2000s with the killers and everybody. It was Depeche Mode and yeah, Duran yeah, Duran. Yeah, yeah, they started yeah, yeah. getting a lot of buzz in those uh, LimeWire days, too, of just being able to download stuff. I think an right. underrated, because now it's kind of memory hold a little bit, but back when VH1, and you were there, Bob, for it, when VH1 was kind of like a, a channel that a lot of people watched, and it was huge for people. Thank you. You know, children. And it was all Bob. Thank you. Children of the 80s that were now in their 20s and 30s. Um, that was who they were catering toward. And they had a bunch of hit shows and they had the behind the musics that they put on loop. And it was just a different time. And I think it gave a lot of different artists new life. And I think Duran Duran is one of those bands. Like that VH1 had a sneaky big pull on. Gen Xers in the early 2000s. Well, because when you would do those I Love the 80s and things like that, you had to talk about Duran Duran's influence on music videos and how hot Simon Le Bon was and all of that stuff. But then those bands would put together tours or they would go out together and they would do well because everyone was watching that shit. Yeah, you're welcome. Some monoculture shit. Bob, thank you so much. No, you're welcome. It's good. Um, You actually got mad at me the other day. It was a... You showed me a clip of something, right? It was a... uh, Oh, the guy died from that true life. The asshole, the asshole oh, room. Yes, one of the most uh, memorable true life moments when uh, a guy was planning his wedding and the limo got lost to pick them up and he goes storming off on his cell phone and he's like, you mother, I will gut you like a fucking fish. He's yelling into his cell phone and it uh-huh. became like one of these moments that MTV would just play over and over and over again. The guy just uh, died randomly. And he it's was funny, on... his heart gave out. I wonder... I wonder huh. why. He seemed so... Anyway, peaceful. so he sent me the clip, and it was from one of those old VH1 clip shows where it was like, show this thing that happened on TV, and then some comedians of the day are like saying snarky things. And I'm like, yeah. I was thinking to myself, I'm so glad that era is over of popular culture. And that was also you, Bob. So Why did I get... <laughs> I don't think I got mad at you. <laughs> guys, I have a question. This is probably... This is also... Because, you know, I listen to the show. Like, I don't get to see you guys as much as I used to, so... I love it when a new throwback pod comes out yes. on Spotify. I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. Listen to my buddies, you mm-hmm. know. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Where is this going? I was gonna Cause say because <laughs> like every episode, it's like, oh, this reminds me. Uh, recently, Dan uh, hated me, <laughs> and then and then the next episode, didn't you? Weren't you mad at me? Weren't you yelling at me? Are you guys okay? We all want to know. Bob, you want to take this? I don't know. I don't know if I know the answer. I will gut Bob like a fish. <laughs> oh, see, your heart is going to give out. <laughs> um, I think we're okay. Yeah, you guys we are buzzing, buddy. 
Throwing the perfect wedding was supposed to be a magical experience. That's Bob's voice over, by the <laughs> So they let cameras shoot the planning, the prepping, and the inevitable psycho freakout. On True Life, I'm getting married. Oh There's this really romantic soft spot. Name the comedian that's talking. Okay, guy Charlie. Oh, wait. Who's getting married to Sabrina. I can't believe this. I was going to guess Allison Becker. Come on, we gotta get out of here. Where's the fing limo guy? He's just I guess this guy's dead, so it's kind of mean that we're playing. That this the limousine's not gonna come on time. How could this guy not be here right now? Like, the limo. They would probably play this on. moment in the podcast settings so for his eulogy. Like, to be honest, yeah. called the company. Big guy, where are you? The entrance ramp of the bridge? That's what you're gonna tell me? That's how you're gonna come off to me? That's how you're gonna come off to me? Do you have any clue who you're talking to right now? Besides the fact that it's my wedding, I'll cut you the up. I will gut you like the piece of that you are. Do you understand? Don't you dare come off to me like that on my wedding because I'll hunt you down like cattle and I'll gut you. Do you understand? You know, the funny thing is, as he's doing that, Jay, because you're only hearing it, he's wearing a full white tuxedo yeah. and storming down a street in the middle of like Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, screaming into his cell phone. People are like, why did you move from New York to L.A.? And I'm like, well, it's probably, I can't really put my finger on it. So I was working at MTV when they made that show, and I sat in the cubicle where they would, like, copy the tapes and everything. Well, let me just do one thing. Yes. Welcome back to the Prince episode, Purple Rain. <laughs> okay, go right. ahead. Bob. Here we go. And I just remember when they were dubbing that tape, like, a crowd formed to watch it, because it was like, oh, my God, you have to see this thing. It's insane. Special. Wow. It was special. Um, anyway, so Duran Duran, they... Uh, they're a band. Now, it's time to get into it. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of build up to this. Band. I don't know. We've made it this far. Can we just keep talking about True Life episodes? Do we have to listen to Prince? <laughs> I signed up. We for almost did the Stones, by almost. the way, because of Charlie. Charlie right? Watts passed away. Yeah. And we should be doing Led Zeppelin because we put up a very special <laughs> no. poll for the Patreones. What do you want us to do with Jason Zumwalt and Led Zeppelin one? People... So why are we doing Purple Rain? I don't know. It just kind of feels right. <laughs> because I, I because I, next I, time you come, we'll do Led Zeppelin. How about uh, that? Okay. I sure. figured we'd need to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy to understand the Led Zeppelin <laughs> extended songs. edition. Extended edition, yeah. and I have not gotten into that franchise yet. No, we need you to make a playlist of like Fry, you fools. <laughs> twelve Led Zeppelin songs that we might like, and then we'll do that episode. Okay. I don't know. No, you can just play the first album. The first album's perfect. Oh boy, here we go. I'm serious. I don't know. Fuck perfect. Right now. Some people say this album's perfect. Here's a sermon. Dearly beloved, oh, come on. we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life. It means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, I will gut you like a fish if you ever cross me. I mean, I have to say that if you want to like make a list of the greatest beginnings to any classic album, that's got to be right there. Yeah, it's such like a like 
like zippers slowly going right. down as like the you know twelve inch monster emerges. <laughs> and you it, know it's what like I mean? it's actually longer than Prince. Yeah, like exactly. That's, that's exactly. what actually killed him. And it's also like it's actually holding his is microphone. This what, is this what happens at church, guys? I don't know. <laughs> this is so unique to Prince. Nobody else could pull off that intro. Or would even think to begin your album that way. So give Prince some love on that. Let's listen to Let's Go Crazy. It also opens the film Purple Rain, which we're going to get into in a little bit, Jay. You're a film buff, so I'd love your thoughts on the movie Purple Rain. Uh, This is one of his biggest songs. It became his second number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100, and it is the second single off Purple Rain. Uh, We'll get into the first in a little bit. Your thoughts, Bob, on Let's Go Crazy. I mean, my immediate thought is this sounds so 80s, but... You have to remember that it sounds so 80s because this was the 80s. He's like defined he, it, yeah. he made the 80s with music like this. Like there wouldn't be an 80s without Prince. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about the movie? You want to talk about films that don't hold up anymore? This movie, <laughs> holy shit! What's it about? I can't even tell you. Um, Prince is. Uh, I think they're living. I think it takes place in Milwaukee. It could take place in New York. Uh, I have Minnesota, no idea. Right? Maybe. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, clearly, we've done our homework right off the bat. But it, but it's such a weird movie. It's like um, uh, he has a rivalry with like the other band, The Time. Oh yeah, that um, awesome. he's in love with a girl. His parents are fighting all the time. Uh, he's got to shoot off the plot? a lot. It's, you want the the general? Plot? Yes, yes. The Kid, he's labeled The Kid, that's his character's name, is a talented but troubled frontman of his Minneapolis-based band, The Revolution. To escape his difficult home life, he spends his days rehearsing and his nights performing at the First Avenue nightclub. Sorry to interrupt. Is there, at any point in the synopsis, a money plane involved? Because if not, I don't give a shit. Is there a dude fucking an alligator (laughs) at any point? Oh, he's doing it. It looks like he knows what he's doing. All those chords are accurate. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know what, Bob? It's like... That's the same ending as uh, Ugly Kid Joe's Everything About You. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just just shift into the Ugly Kid Joe podcast? (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine a world uh, where Let's Go Crazy doesn't exist. It, you know, it's just, yeah, it's elemental, man. I yeah. got, I, all right, got to give it up. That's that's as good as it gets. There's a lot on this album that could have not made it to the album. I'm gonna be honest. It's uh, I was listening to Only it. Only nine tracks. Yeah, let's just keep going. And the movie, yeah. So again, blind spots in the movie realm. And when Prince died, I think it was, what, 
17? 16? Uh, I think 16. it was five years. I think we just passed He five died years. in the same year that everybody died. Right, that Dave year. Bowie, Tom, David Bowie, Tom Petty, uh, all of them. Yeah. Um, Cohen. I watched the movie the day he died, and I was pretty blown away by it. Like, he he throws a woman, in, not not him, Char, the guy, Charlie, the antagonist in the movie, throws a girl in a dumpster. Right. Like, literally. Yeah. Uh, Prince uh, takes Apollonia to a lake. Uh, convinces her to strip nude and then drives away on his motorcycle without her and leaves her in the lake nude. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is this like a he, jackass movie? What's he happening? Also, here? Yeah, we also see a scene where he beats her. Yep. He uh, beats her. Which, uh, you know, isn't played for laughs or anything, but and it ties back to, I think, his home life, which is terrible. But he's, he's um, kind of, that's, you kind of let that slide very quickly in the movie after that happens. Like it's shown as like a low point for him. In his arc, and then at the end of the movie, he's like shredding to is it okay? whatever the fuck. Do you allow it because he's five foot two and his hands are the size of little dinner rolls? So you're like, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it was basically like she got in a fight with a three year old. You know what I mean? It's like when you're inside a taxi, you're like, yeah, I can handle this. Yeah, but you also want him to feel good about himself. Yeah. So you're like, ow, that hurt. It was like little hand puppets with the tiny little arms. <laughs> That's fighting with Prince. All right, let's get to uh, Take Me With You. Yeah, so it's very, uh, it's aged. In a way that <laughs> it's it's horrendous. It's kind of overlooked though, because Prince, the hero worship around him, especially at that time, nobody want to really have those conversations. But go watch Purple Rain. Tell me what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, in 2021, uh, hit us up on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Here's "Take Me With You." By the way, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not fucking kidding. A man picks up a woman. Opens up a dumpster, <laughs> throws her in the dumpster, and walks away laughing with his buddies. Happened in Purple Rain, the movie. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. Is this even Prince? He's in there. That's his band. But the on vocals, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. Is it Sheena? Was it Sheena? Sheila E? I'm not sure. There he is. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, like this was like my first purchased cassette, but I'm not like a huge Prince fan. No, you know you're in. I mean? You're in too deep now. So what happened? So you got the cassette. What motivated you to get the cassette? Was it a single? Was it just? the world of Prince you wanted to be involved like where were you so okay so I was nine years old uh, maybe maybe I might have even been ten because the neighbors had it on VHS and they played it all the time and I listened to Jay the first time so I know the answer but, but I want more I want to know well, I no, know there's more, more to it. Like, I think there's where, definitely where more it? to it I don't I don't know that it had to do with the movie I don't know that it had to do with the music it did it was so like you said prevalent and kind of just took over everything but I wouldn't be surprised if it had to do with the neighbor girl who yes, was older was okay. that liked it. And like I was like, you know, nine-year-old fat kid who was like, if if I'm able to sing along to Prince, maybe she'll think that uh, dating a 10-year-old boy as the hot 16-year-old girl <laughs> is not such a bad idea. So I made sure to memorize every single word. On this album, you know? 
Did you get start wearing purple too? Like, were you just doing anything you could do to get her attention? Think, that's one thing I couldn't pull off in my house, you know. <laughs> purple. Yeah, I would have been outside with the dogs if I tried to do that. <laughs> All right, by the way, that is the aforementioned Apollonia. Oh, Apollonia. Patero, okay. uh, who is the female lead in the movie, and this is a duet between the two of them. So um, I'm asking this question not as a 41-year-old guy. All right. So like, what would the 16-year-old girl look like? Oh, okay. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I can't remember. I know that she was in the house, and my in was the like 14-year-old kid who um, I think he was like a loser, and that's why he was hanging out with like ten year olds. Yeah, that all that makes sense. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. right? So like, I I think I was so frightened of of older women that I found attractive at that age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I probably couldn't even look at her directly, but I just I I, I know the presence. There's a presence of of it might have even been his mom. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Like I had I had a whole thing with moms. <laughs> when I was like young, like, you like invented MILF culture. Oh yeah, I wanted to fuck everybody's mom. <laughs> when I was like ten years old, man. What? Yeah. I, you know what? It's funny because when it comes to older women, and by older women, I mean like the women that we married now, like right. women in their forties. Right. That was something when I was younger. It's like, nah, that is not my thing at all. Like, nah. But now I have, with age, that's my thing. I'm not really, <laughs> no. like when you see like, all right, I can appreciate, I can absolutely appreciate like a super smoking, like 22 year old sure. uh, hot girl. Sure. But my brain has, has already kind of processed that that's not your world. That's not for you. You need to focus anything that you're into towards this lane. So I think I've kind of, I wouldn't call it like growing up on any level, but it's kind of like. I understand what I'm supposed to be into, and thankfully, I'm not fighting any battles uh, internally because I know a lot of guys that are our age that never get to that point. And no. it's like, right. uh, oh yeah, teen girls. Like, yeah. and that's like, Ugh. oh, you gotta at a certain point, you gotta just, you gotta move on, give up the ghost, my man. Yeah, because you're gonna be that guy who says the wrong thing and acts the wrong way, and you're, and she's gonna look at you, and you're gonna feel 80 years old. When like a young girl looks at you like, what did you, what did you say to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? That's just like horrific. Um, no, I had to think, yeah, MILFs, uh, 10. But you were ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah man. I, it was just, you know, because like back in the 80s, like everybody was drunk, you know, <laughs> like. Everybody was doing crack all over the place. Yeah. Everybody was, no, but seriously, like, like everybody was drunk. All the parents were drunk in the 80s. They were, I mean, it was when, socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah, you you were having cocktails and like you know, uh, moms would be like walking around in like robes and stuff. Like you know, you, like you'd go over to like a, a friend's house and like her, his mom would answer the door and her fucking tits would be like right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here is uh, perfectly aligned with what Jason was just saying. The beautiful ones, track three on Purple Rain. Oh, this is Prince fucking music. Oh, yeah. This should be on a sexy sleep. Like, Apollonia was very aware of the song from the earliest demo stage. Put it that way. He wrote it while inside of her. Yeah. (laughs) 
love that uh, the Kanye uh, lyric. Uh, since Prince was Ap- was on Apollonia, since OJ wore isotoners, off uh, Stronger, I believe. Yeah. Oh, Kanye. Not for me. This wouldn't end up on your sleep sex mix? I'm more on the sleep side of the sleep sex mix. This is, I mean, it's probably a... uh, Like the REM side, like the, like, actually asleep. I can can absolutely appreciate, like, some good slow dance R&B stuff, but it's not necessarily my lane. Uh, so that is those are the so- those songs never really ended ended up on the slowdown mix. Yeah, I don't think I could I could put this on a sex mix because the whole time I would just be hearing it and thinking, I'm not Prince. <laughs> this is so not me. <laughs> like there's, and I know she'd be thinking it too. Yeah, she, you're like yeah. she's gonna say it at any second. <laughs> at any By second. the second chorus, she's gonna be like, you shouldn't have this on right now. <laughs> this is not for this you. Isn't for you. This wasn't written for you. <laughs> don't be fucking to this. I think I might be able to count this song, though, as my first sexual experience. Like, I wasn't masturbating at this age, but... Wait, we're already getting into Jay Jerkoff talk? Let's see. <laughs> Where are we at? 38 minutes. But, Checks out. <laughs> but, to, it, like, as a 10-year-old, I can't imagine I wasn't, like, thinking, like, this is what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Which is right. a terrible bar to set for yourself. Like, this is what yeah. sex should be like. No, you can't, or it's you a good bar. I don't know. You can't live up to it. Yeah, only Prince can. It's it's when we have conversations like these, like when I brought up to my agent, like how do we monetize this podcast further, and she never gets back to me, and I'm like, oh, she probably oh, she probably to, just listened to one listen episode. When Jay talks about jerking off as a <laughs> child. You did hit me up, and you were like, pick out like an episode for uh, my agent to listen to, and I like kind of checked in on a couple, and I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, not this one either. I give up. I've played the throwback around people before, you know? Yeah. Like on drives. And uh, eventually, you guys get to like, or, or me, we'll get to <laughs> jerking it, you know? Happens like once an episode. Usually. It pops up. Yeah. Pops up. Pops up. Oh, we got to All right. Up next, track five. Listen, we're already halfway through at this point. Nine. Yeah tracks on Purple oh, this Rain. Is, this is the song. And by the way, Dan, I don't think you have anything to worry about because I feel like when Jeopardy comes around and asks you to host, you'll be fine. They're not going to find these things. Yeah, don't worry about Go that. Go host man. Jeopardy, dude. You'll be okay. The worst job in Hollywood is being considered for host of Jeopardy. Oh, God. No. So this album is in the, I'll call it the 25 Club. Exactly 25 million units moved. And it's a club. Some have sold, some albums have sold more than that. Many, many have sold less. But only about 10 are exactly 25 million. Here's the lineup. 
Jay, tell me if you own these albums. Okay. Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. No. Bob Marley and the Wailers, Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Wailers. Yes. Carol King, Tapestry. Yes. <laughs> You've always been in touch yep. with your feminine side. I always respect that about you, Jay. Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. No, but now that you bring it up, I will get it because that is a great <laughs> album. That's sold 25 million copies? Dude. Queen, Greatest Hits. Yes. Madonna, True Blue. No. Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Like, obviously, yes. Definitely. You too, The Joshua Tree. Yeah, of course. And George Michael, Faith. Uh, yes, I do. Faith was another album, big album for me. Because um, he was so macho and masculine. Yeah, obviously, yeah. You know? And I yeah. was like, oh, man, maybe I could pull off that look. <laughs> it's like, you know, a 13-year-old fat kid with an afro. Did you like color stencil in like a Stubble. five o'clock shadow? Yeah, I would just Eight like get, get real dirty, you know, and only clean like the top part of my face. You know? <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'd love where to see you the, in the where, aviators. Where are all the local Arizona moms at? <laughs> Gotta have faith, 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 right? <clears throat> uh, I don't know this Computer Blue uh, song. It's not really doing it for me. I told you this album's weird. It's like... It's a soundtrack, and that's what it keeps. Yeah, that's what it feels like, right? Like, this is a musical that I've never seen, so I have no connection to. Oh, these you've songs. never seen the movie? I mean, I don't think so. Maybe when I was seven or something, it was on somewhere, but right. I don't have any memory of this movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, here is. Uh... Although everything you mentioned about it sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> You you're, you've always been a big fan of the dumpster yeah. and uh, throwing various things in it when you don't need them anymore. <laughs> big dumpster move. Uh, all right, now here is the infamous "Darling Nikki." Oh, I love how demented the song is right it's off the bat. So demented, so good. <laughs> perfect. Here we go. Not that self-love is demented, Jay. It's especially when it's darling Nikki doing it. Mm. You know? I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. She said, "How'd you like to waste some time?" And I could not resist when I saw little Nikki grind. Right. this true story right yeah like this happened to him oh for sure right yeah yeah it's just he's just writing what he's saying right yeah he's in a hotel lobby hot <laughs> chick grinding right while looking at a magazine you want to waste some time has sex with her right. somehow that doesn't get it cooked up in his imagination no 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 he's just writing his true life i mean it's not a bad gig to have being prince you know no. i feel like prince would be like big on safe sex though <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think know. he was all about. By it. that You're... you mean throwing them in a dumpster when he's done, <laughs> <laughs> leaving them naked in a lake. <laughs> By the way, this is safe. How... Suck exhaust. <laughs> so the album was number one for 24 straight weeks. Uh, it sold 25 million copies eventually, and the movie. And again, this is 1984. Uh, 72 million gross against a seven million budget. Wow. That's insane. 
That's insane. Right. God, that's a big movie today. That's crazy. Wow. And he lived. I'm fascinated by less his music and more just like who he was. Of course, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like his, the fact that he never, the fact that he grew up in Minneapolis to start with. Let's just start there. Not where you would expect. And then the fact that he never left. Not only did he didn't leave, he built this like his, a museum to himself. Yep. That was um, walled, it built like a fortress where nobody can get out, no one can get in. And he just spent like all his time there. And when he wasn't there, he would just like go out cruising in Minneapolis. Have either of you guys ever been to Minneapolis? Just no. Great airport. Very good airport. That's have you? Point. I have, yeah. I was there for the Super Bowl. I've been there for a Vikings Jets game. It's, you know, it's Minneapolis. It's it's Minneapolis, and and I think there's a thriving scene there, uh, music uh, wise. But I mean, the whole Minnesota angle of Prince is always like I, I've struggled to wrap my head around it. He does. He did that thing that people who can't go to the mall do, right? You you just you make you make your house as big as you possibly can. Like Prince can't just go to a restaurant. He couldn't. Right? No. I'm sure he did every once in a while because he knew it was going to be like a headache. Mm -hmm. But if you're Prince, you can't just take a walk. So you build a giant house that you can hang out in, right? I mean, that's 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 what they do. That's what Jackson it, did. That's what Jim Carrey did. At a certain point, though, having doesn't Prince just end up having fucked everyone in Minnesota and he has to go somewhere else? Oh, I mean, but he was he was bringing people in. Yeah, he's flying them in. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he had a whole thing going on. And that I, it's funny with him, like the stories of his failed conquests are almost as famous as the all the stories you hear about him. Like he tried to bang uh, Susanna Hoffs, right? And that that didn't work out. Um, so he just gave her number one songs instead, right? You're, you're that was part of the courtship, right? Yeah. It was him just giving her a career, basically. Uh, the girl from New Girl. We heard stories about. Uh -huh, that's Prince, right, and not just New Girl. Fuck him, dudes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flock of Dudes, the yes. film you boys co-wrote. We did. It's available right now. In New Zealand. And everybody's watching it because they're locked down again. Yes! Thank you, COVID! <laughs> By the way, I don't think that story... I don't think that's a public knowledge story, but he was on New Girl because he was in love with Anna Simone. How about that? Ah. And you would imagine... what? I mean, what a compliment, by the way, first of all, to the great Anna Simone. Uh, and number two, like... It's amazing to me and fascinating that Prince, at that stage stage of his life, he's probably like fifty by then, um, would do something like go on some dopey sitcom to try to get with the girl on the sitcom. Like <laughs> Prince was doing, still that. going for it. That's that's what happens when you live in a giant house and you don't go to Olive Garden. You know, like you get these things in your head and you're like, that's how to meet a girl. <laughs> you you call like a studio head. You get yourself onto a sitcom. And you know you get get a little FaceTime, and with it's the, the episode, and it's the episode that airs after the Super Bowl because you're in it because oh you're Prince. God. So, by the way, darling Nikki, little a note, not released as a single, but those sexual lyrics about you know um, was responsible for the creation of the parental advisory sticker. Oh no! Tipper Gore, all fired up. Really? Yep. Cancel and culture, bro. It started right there. And the song tells the story of a sex fiend named Nikki who seduces the singer. And it definitely happened. True story, <laughs> dog. All right. Up next. Oh. You ready? By the think, way, have you guys ever been yet. around an actual sex fiend? 
like right uh, now. Two right now. <laughs> no, but like uh, two like dumpster uh, tossers. Um, <laughs> dumpster tosser. This one time, I thought I was gonna have my uh, n- uh, what is it, Naughty Nikki? What's the song called? Darling Nikki. Darling Nikki moment. <laughs> I was gonna Nikki. have my my darling Nikki have, moment. You should not have corrected him. Just, just <laughs> I was at the mall Nikki. and and I saw this girl and she uh, she was like. Thirty yards away. And this was before I had. Classes. Wait, how did you set the story up? Have was, you ever? I been thought I was gonna a have. Fiend? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was like, oh, oh this, this is person. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. Yes. And this girl from like thirty yards away is like, like staring at me, mm-hmm. and like hot as fuck. How like, old are you? How old are you? Here? Oh, I don't know. I was in my like twenties. Okay. You know what I mean? So I was like. Uh, I was, I was is, ready to go. This is hot. This is Jason. legal. Hot this is all legal. Wait, oh, up that's not up. what I was getting at. I'm just trying to paint the picture. Hot Jason. 20s? No. No, not no. bad face? No. Uh, let's see. The hot Jason ended. Uh, let's see. Uh, I was. Uh, oh, God. That's a good question. I did establish in our. Uh, well, actually, no, that's coming up after this. I was hot from 16 to 22. Okay. So six years I had hotness. This doesn't fall in the hot window. No, no, no. This was at this was the this is the downward spiral. We'll share a photo. We'll share a photo a headshot of hot Jason Zumwalt. Oh, I think I know the headshot you're thinking. Of course. I so am. anyway, um, so like I'm like ah, oh, this is great because I I was on an epic dry stri- dry streak, mm-hmm. three years without hooking up with anyone. Three. Wow. That's years. Pretty, that's rough. And this woman is staring at me, and she's like like dancing. At a wait, where are we? At a mall. <laughs> I'm like waiting, like in the, in the outside, outside. Yeah, and uh, and I and and like she's staring at me, and I'm staring at her, and she's like she's like making kissy oh, faces no. and stuff, and like dancing and like taking her dress and like pulling up between her legs oh, and showing her legs, what? like the sexiest woman I've Please ever tell seen. Tell me in my this life. is not going to end with like you're looking at me, and then there's like a hotter guy behind you. No, it no, ends, no, it, and it, it's it's not that thing too. It's like she's a man, man. That's no, not that. Either. No, it ends with her in a dumpster. We know that. But what happened before that? She's a well, man. Well, here's man. the thing. I wear glasses, right? Yes. Yeah. I haven't always worn glasses. I know these are okay. new. So I I start walking toward her, you know, and I'm like, well, let's let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, darling Nikki. And I and I uh, I get <laughs> oh, no. about ten yards out. I'm like. Oh, Oh no! What's all over her? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! She had like lesions oh, all no. over her oh, body. Jeez! Oh, so he was like covered in lesions, and she was high as fuck. So was she a good lover, or like what? Like well, how did it go? Let's see. I've <laughs> I've been on the Magic Johnson pills for. <laughs> I was gonna say a, like after three years that uh, I mean, it, some things you could look past. Yeah, you know, I it, it does make me think about um, like mistaken attraction where you kind of think, oh yeah, maybe this is happening. And I do remember I was never like the guy who was like, oh, I'm at the mall and oh, this girl's super cute. Uh, I'm just gonna see if she wants to go out. I did it once, one time, and it was I was at like a clothing store and. Um, Super attractive, cute girl, like exactly what I'm into. And, uh, you know, shared a couple of glances with her. But that's what I thought. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, man, she's awesome. I was probably on a dry spell as well at this point. Right. How old were you? I was probably like 23 or something. Okay. Something like that. 24. And, uh, you know, I leave the store and I'm like, you fucking pussy. What? Just go in there. Just ask for a number. Oh, I remember that what's feeling. Gonna happen? I just, remember that just feeling. Do it. I mean, what's it? You know, what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. She's going to say no? 
She's not going to say no. You've been glancing back and forth at each right, other. There's something here. And even if she says no, who cares? You'll never see her again. Right. Well, guess what? She did say no. Uh-huh. And guess what? It wasn't nothing. It like ruined the rest of my month. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucked. Why though? It didn't. It, because it's like you kind of, uh, it takes you down several pegs. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just fucks with your confidence. And especially if you're not someone that usually does stuff like, like if you're one of those like slime balls, um, like a Jersey Shore type guy, and you do that shit every day. Yeah, you right. have 20 girls for right. the number. You get one, it's fine. But if you do it once a decade and you get turned <laughs> down, it's like, oh, okay. Every doubt I've had about myself uh, physically and other, otherwise is validated. And uh, I don't know where she is now. I don't know where <laughs> she ended up. Uh, but she did destroy me. And she didn't do anything wrong. So she threw you in the dumpster, Dan. I was in the dumpster, Jack. But uh, I think we have to remember that the positive side of that story is recently you were at the mall and you were able to pick up a 23-year-old. So it's good that you're still trying. <laughs> off mic, off mic. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dodging lawsuits on this podcast. I feel like the Prince Estate could be especially litigious. I could see that, totally. Just keep an eye on that. Did you want to bang Tipper Gore in 84? I when feel she like she was all right, right? She kind of always in like Certainly the a milf. shoulder to shoulder to ankle uh, dresses, yeah. but you can still see the shape a little bit when the wind blows. This is actually what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> I'm naked. What are you doing? <laughs> wing, 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 wing. <laughs> you can't leave me here. I'm in great danger. <laughs> anyway, a um, couple of thoughts. First of all, this is the video where, Prince, again, Prince is just different. He's nude in the bathtub. Yeah. Like Prince's vision, and he was in charge of everything with his vision and what you saw from the Prince brand. Everything was coming from Prince. It's like, put me in the fucking bathtub nude. And that's what people are going to be looking at. And then uh, my other thought is, this is where you got to give it up to him a little bit. Like, no other artist sounds like this. When when Prince hits one, it's like a slugger that hits one 580 feet. You're just like, oh, okay, so he's just different. That's what I have to say about when doves cry. It's brilliant. Built different. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think we can name somebody who was better at controlling this image persona like, here's what I am, and I'm going to kind of micromanage everything to present myself as the ultimate sex symbol in the 80s or ever. Like, that's amazing that he was able to do that and cultivate this this reputation that's so tr- through this the music. bathtub thing, are you saying that makes me realize that. It's like, has any other man ever since then no. Well, it's like, man, been like, I was saying him and Madonna. Like, Madonna, I think, did the same thing for, for women when she was like, here's what I am, here's what I'm going to do was super smart about it. I I'm going like, to make these changes. You're going to follow me. Yep. Yeah. Although people didn't follow Prince, and that's always what 
Dan and I come back to whenever yeah. we start our Prince Slander, which if anybody's going to stop us, Jay, it's going to be you. They didn't follow him like as closely as they did Madonna, but every once in a while, Prince would show up to remind you who the fuck Prince is. Rank number 52 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Included in the, included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shape rock and roll. According to acclaimed music, it is the 31st most celebrated song in popular music history. I don't know what the fuck acclaimed music is, uh, but I buy it. He's a magical dude. His, I still think, I'm, I'm sure you guys feel different, but his Super Bowl performance is still unmatched oh, awesome. for me. I think it's the best. It is. It, 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 I'm glad you say that because I thought I thought you might see you too, um, especially because of uh, 9/11. Um, does the, you just see the guilt on his face that whole performance? <laughs> Bono just knows what he did. <laughs> That's what got him the gig, though. I mean, he was savvy as fuck. Um, no, I think the Prince one is widely regarded now as the greatest Super Bowl halftime show, and I think it was a couple different things when it happened. It was, I believe, January of 2007. It was the Miami Super Bowl with the Colts and the Bears. It was before, um, like, post his death, it was just like a love fest um, that I think you really, you have to go, I don't know if I could even remember it in our lifetime when a celebrity died and everybody was like, oh my God, I love everything. You might have to go back and be older like John Lennon to find people just be like rediscovering a catalog and saying this guy was a genius. Um, but in like 2006, he was kind of like in a different place. He hadn't had a hit in over a decade and he's kind of off the grid. But then when he came out on stage, I felt like that everyone was like, oh, wait, this is a bad motherfucker. And then he had other things working his way. First of all, well, he the played weather. Purple Rain. The weather. Right. And then the weather, the skies opened up during Purple Rain. Uh, and he had the great stage design with the big curtain with his shadow, and it was phallic with his dick as the guitar, and it was like perfect prints. He just kind of nailed everything about it. So I, I think even as a, a, a Bono homer, I think Prince has to get the number one slot there. Yeah, he's something else. He, he just – I feel like you've been in the room, uh, Dan, with some pretty impressive individuals. Bob um, Castrone, sure, Nikki Glaser, um, but – People like Bono. You've been in the room with Bono, right? I, I have. You do try to block that out. That was like a little too much for your uh, brain to handle. Yeah. I can't imagine being in the same room as Prince. I can't imagine well, that. Well, because he's dead. Right. So that'd be weird. Great. What are you doing in that room, first of all? Well, do you think the fa- he's Prince. He's been dead for a Probably while. Still now. looks good. He's been dead for a while now. Get out of that room, dude. Do you think Prince, the fact that Prince was three foot six, do you think it would that would take away some of the mysticism away from him if you were actually in the room and you saw how tiny he was? Or I don't would that think not so, matter? man. Would that no, make I think that would make it more impressive. Yeah, I, have, I had a theory in college that I still hold to that everybody's the height they're supposed to be. So I feel like if Prince was taller, that he wouldn't like be as... a short guy would say. <laughs> if Prince was, I didn't know I was short yet. If Prince was taller, he wouldn't have made as good of music. I feel like everybody right. kind of... Is who they are because of where they end up. He wouldn't have had to work as hard yes. for everything. He, that's yeah. interesting, right? It's interesting, too, that he came from Minneapolis. Dylan came from Minneapolis. They're both just like, 
have some issues right now. One of them's dead. The other one has a rape charge against him. That. Okay. <laughs> That's, come on. So, so did Prince. Up. The Prince thing disappeared so quickly when Sinead O'Connor came out like two months ago and was like, oh, he was a creep. He did a lot of creepy shit. That got, that Nothing. got immediately brushed under the rug and nobody's talked about it since. Because Prince is bulletproof. Because Prince is bulletproof. He, he truly is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and also everyone's like kind of on the same page as Sinead O'Connor is insane. Right. But even though, like, what is she, re- I mean, someday, but also it's someday like, it'll be like the, those old Barbara Walters interviews where she's like asking Britney Spears, like, are you a virgin? What's right, wrong with you? Someday right. we'll be like, maybe we gave Sinead a, uh, maybe we weren't so cool with Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe we weren't, but, but when you say stuff like Prince was a creep, you're, is it, yeah, yeah. No shit. We right, know he was a creep. The Prince no, story specifically Prince story about is... Sinead O'Connor, and I say that she's insane, but I also, obviously that doesn't mean that what she's saying isn't the truth with this situation. Like, the story she told uh, with Prince was insane, like, to the point where she was at his house, he was being creepy and weird, uh, and then she ends up, like, running on a freeway trying to get away from him in the middle of the night or something. It was like some fucking crazy ass shit. Right. Look it up. And because you have to look it up because it kind of disappeared. Right. Very quickly. <laughs> it's like Scientology shit. Wow. Weird. Um, anyway, when Dubs Cry was number one in the U.S. for five weeks, keeping Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark from the top spot. Bruce never had a number one hit. Did you know? Are that? you serious? Because huh. of Prince. Wow, now that's wow, wow. a true crime. Let's keep going. I mean, listen. I, I wish there was security footage of that Sinead O'Connor and Prince running around the highway together. Like, it was what? the 80s, right? We didn't have those cameras. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we didn't have cameras. You know? uh, all right, here we go. I would die for you. Now, this is of its time. So Ghostbusters 2 already. I, I, feel like so many, I feel like so many songs in the 80s started like that with that little thing. says it all right i'm not your lover i'm not your man i'm something you'll never understand i'm not your lover i'm not your friend i'm something you'll never mm-hmm. under- comprehend that's prince yeah what the fuck was he dude did he ever get married i don't know good question i don't think so does he, ever ki- does he have fuck. a kid he might have 12 kids i have no idea i'm, I'm sorry if there are people out there huge prince fans they're not they stopped listening a long time ago oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like ah, Jason Zumwalt. No, no reason to listen. To I'm overly focused on the the helicopter in the background right now. I can't stop hearing that. Uh, cool. <laughs> kind of fits with his song, actually. It's interesting. It's like a cool bass line. 
It was a top ten hit, the final one from the album in the U.S., reaching number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. This one's fine. I I know it very well. I've heard it a million times, but I feel like the the song, the singles that are the the true monsters are undeniable. But some of like the secondary big Prince songs that everybody says are genius don't quite connect with me and land. And this is one of them. I agree, and I think. You know, when if somebody when somebody's either insulting Tom Petty or not even insulting, but when they're kind of trying to define Tom Petty, a big criticism of Petty for throughout his life was that he was a singles artist, that he never had that album. And I know obviously this is a one of the biggest selling albums ever, but to me, Prince really is his singles. Like I haven't heard like you said with the secondary singles. I've never heard anything that wasn't a big radio hit that I feel is of the same level. Whereas a lot of artists, you can go deep into an album and find some amazing music. I just have never experienced that with Prince. Yeah, I I think you're right. You know, I'm not going to defend. You have to. No, you have to defend him. I don't know why. (laughs) I like. I can't force it. Like I, this was the first album I bought. You guys didn't even know that until I showed, showed up. <laughs> Why are we doing this album? I'm not in sure. fairness, Bob. I don't know if I certainly have not. Have you investigated his catalog at all? Maybe he has a ton of like lesser known non-single tracks that kick ass. A while back, sometime Devil's Advocate. No, no, of course. And sometime after he died, I did kind of go a little deeper and put together like a playlist. Like, let me find music, and it really was. Anytime I landed on a song even when you pull up a list of like the hundred greatest print songs after like the 25, 30 that I knew I didn't find anything. I agree. I feel the same way. Um, the thing is he had those hits spanning about 30 years, which is still pretty impressive. And by the way, saying 20 is 25 hits is insane. That's insane. Like, of course. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like, like you guys were saying earlier, it's like he, he didn't really, like, his audience didn't stay with him. His audience did. His his audience they are rabid they are crazy, um, they just they're very. If you pay attention, you see if you see anyone with a Prince T-shirt on, anyone, that person knows everything about Prince. That's yeah. not just a T-shirt. His fans are nuts. His fans are. Nuts. I don't think we we didn't say that the fans didn't stick with him. Just kind of pop music didn't. Sure, like, no, he I didn't I have a hit saying. in yeah. the two thousands. Which is fine. The guy's a weirdo, man. You know, like how how can you sustain being part of mainstream American culture in the 80s and 90s. Right. I have a theory such a about weirdo. I have a theory um, in terms of where we come down on this Prince thing. We've been trying to figure out the the like why we don't get Prince and, and all that. He died in April of 2016. Okay. You mentioned Todd Petty. You seemingly brought him up out of the blue. Um but there's a connection here. He died in October 2017, so almost a year and a half later. But I think as a Petty fan, and we're all huge Petty fans, it didn't. there was a big outpouring when he died, of course, and everybody appreciating the genius of Petty. But the Prince worship dwarfed Petty. Oh, yeah. And I think as Petty fans, I think that left a little bit of a, a little bit, just a little annoyed about it. Like that Petty deserved the type of uh, love that Prince got in death and it didn't quite work out that way. Uh, Any validity to that, do you think? I don't know. I think there were different kinds of celebrities for like what they were. So I get like the passion behind Prince fans, whereas Tom Petty fans were more dudes like us who like 
love the guy, respect the guy, but we weren't like, you know, those crazy kind of Prince fans who the outpouring was just huge, but they are linked together. There was a great podcast, a hit parade podcast about Tom Petty and Prince, hmm. which I would recommend. We only recommend that podcast. We never recommend anything, anything else. else. All right. Uh, so go find that one. That was good. But, um, they played together at the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony for George Harrison for George Harrison. And right? Prince blew the fucking house right. like apart, like not just the roof, the walls came down. It was absolutely insane what he did. They played right. while my guitar gently weeps. And That's his right. guitar solo at the end of that song is fucking otherworldly. Uh, it became mythical very quickly. And it became like the most shared um, aspect of post death. Prince, yeah. everybody's sharing this. Here it is, by the way. thing is like i'm playing this right now just to paint a picture to the listener on my laptop and i'm watching the visual with it and that's to me half of it it's this the sound of his guitar is unbelievable but actually watching him play and his style and uh the way he just is so his presence on the stage i mean tom petty's on stage jeff lynn is on stage steve winwood's on stage george harrison's son uh, Danny Garrison, which I, everybody was eyes on Garrison, on Danny he Garrison. He looks so much like his dad. Right. Um, but that's half of it. Like, his visual was so striking in it, too. Wait, you're Isn't telling it? me all eyes weren't on Steve Winwood? <laughs> all eyes were on Steve Winwood forever, Tom Petty's opening act. Anyway, if, you, if there's some way that you're unfamiliar with the Prince performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. Please check that out. First of all, that's crazy. Uh, B, yes, check it out. And the uh, Super Bowl performance. If you guys didn't see that, that's something magical. For Absolutely. Sure. All right, let's. right. Uh, we're coming in on the home stretch now, Bob. How are you feeling, Bob? How are you feeling about Prince? You feel any differently so far? No. I don't think you do. I don't. I do feel a greater appreciation for him right now. I do. That's good. I don't necessarily think this album is something that I'm like falling in love with the album. Right. But uh, sometimes this podcast does a good job uh, just appreciating these other songs that you've heard a million times, but, like taking a step back. And yes, that's right. To no, I, am en- I am enjoying that. That is true. All right. That's not true. Baby, I'm a star. The other cool thing at the end of that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance is after he finishes that shredding and he knows what he's just done, he's just committed murder, uh, he just like 
throws his guitar and walks off the stage yep. with his little tiny body and his little red hat. He's <laughs> like, I just destroyed this entire ceremony with my greatness. Picks yep. up Steve Winwood, throws him in a dumpster. <laughs> exactly. He throws Winwood in a dumpster. Uh, super Tom kicks Danny Garrett Harrison. <laughs> he pants Tom Petty. Tom Petty's dick's out. Typical Prince move. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Wait, and, so, yeah. and then the Prince, like people that revere him at an unholy level say that his um, guitar disappeared or something like there's some type oh, of god fuck off internet thing going on with yeah, that uh, my favorite part of that performance though is watching petty um because you know I, i've always felt a close kinship with him and i can always tell when he's kind of like weirded out on stage uh there's that there's that uh performance he did with eddie vetter where eddie vetter is singing american girl and and he's looking at Eddie because Eddie's not hitting the notes, and he's looking at Eddie like right. Jesus Christ, fucking grunge guy. But in this episode, in this uh, in this uh, performance, he's looking at Prince like I don't know what he's gonna do. Is he still do okay? Just uh, hit the chorus, hit the chorus again. Okay, right. is he still going? He's still going. It's just like That's it's cool. it's such a weird. I thought, yeah, I thought Petty because he was the main guy on stage before Prince shows up, and I thought. Petty, in a very Tom Petty way, was very deferential and just kind of said, Completely. I see what's going on here. I'm just going to yep. stay out of the way. It's always cool to watch Petty turn into not the front man, but the musician, which he did with Dylan. Hopefully we get to see that someday. He did. Tom, Bob Dylan's backing band on a tour. Heartbreakers. Okay, so this is um, what, I, what I've heard so far. This is the song I like the most of the non-single tracks. Completely agree. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, me too. The video, I don't know if they made <laughs> That's awesome. The video, I don't know if they ever made it, but I can just picture just a bunch of people like flying into dumpsters in slow motion. <laughs> like one after the other for four straight minutes. And then they like go to like famous people like the Pope, yeah. you know, the Queen of England going into the dumpster. Gorbachev. It's like an 80s move. Yeah. Right? Definitely Gorbachev. Yeah, definitely Gorbachev. The Pope. <laughs> Madonna in the Like a Virgin era. Yeah. Right. Weird Al. <laughs> Wait, so Jay, what, uh, ultimately, in the end, what song did you lose your virginity to? I have a part two to that too. With, yeah, was, uh, with, no with the, music, man. With the girl with the Legions. Keep going? No music. No music. There was no music. Okay. Just the sweet sound of glands. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Did you say glands? <laughs> Wait, can I ask you the the streak, the endless streak, the Cal Ripken like three year streak? Um, yeah. How did that end? I had to go back to the East Coast and hook up with an ex for that to uh to end. Smart yeah. move, though. That was a smart move. I have, Psychologically, I have no had to end mojo the in Arizona, oh, man. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the second time that Austin Powers has come up in this episode. Well, you're talking about mojo <laughs> moments. Maybe that's why he wasn't getting laid. Mike he was McCarthy. just breaking out his Austin Powers all the time. And girls are like, oh, my God. All right. So here we are. We've reached track nine, the final track. Now, Bob, we talk about this all the time. 11 or 12. Perfect amount of tracks. Nine? Let's clean it up a little bit. I mean, we dinged the strokes for this just a couple of years ago. It's, come on, throw in a 10th song. Let's get at least 10. Yeah. Uh, before we even want to talk about a, a proper LP. He's not your lover. He's not your friend, Dan. 
He's something you're never going to understand. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be weird and have like nine songs, but all of them are seven minutes long or something, because you have some sort of vision. Okay. I guess, (laughs) but come on. Well, does it help that the final track, Purple Rain, 841. Right. So that's kind of two songs, and that, that would take them to 10. Should we give it to him? I'm going to give it to him. Well, let's give it to him. Not giving it to him. Here we go. <laughs> I never meant to call you when you saw I never meant to call you when you Rain pouring down in Miami. Right so at this weird. moment. So weird. Tony, that's where you went, and the first place I went was, this is one of the worst karaoke songs. If you do this at karaoke, I hate you. It's too long. Our friend Stavros does it every single time. Too long, Stavros. Stop it. Well, what do you expect from a guy named Stavros? It's true. Let's be honest. Stavros, Stavros, Polus. got you back i like this he likes the singles he loves the singles. yeah no i like i think the first thing you said like i can't imagine a world without let's go crazy i can't imagine a world without prince like he's got these singles they've been around our whole life all of the uh you know the iconic moments with prince like almost every time he showed up on a stage for a live performance with the cameras on is memorable right you know and yet when he was touring a ton and the few, uh, few years before he died and he played a bunch of shows in LA, I don't remember any of us being like, let's go see Prince. No, no. I, he just, he just, he just felt like a guy that was never going to go away. Yeah. I like, do regret it. Cause I had a buddy at NFL way back when I first started. Uh, so this must've been around 2011 and Prince was touring like crazy around that time. And he played a bunch of nights and he was one of those guys, uh, this friend that was knew everything about Prince, just completely obsessed. And, uh, and he saw every show and the whole thing, and he tried to get me to go, and I was like, ah, I'm a Prince. When you said that to Mark, like, how upset was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not Mark. It was, not Mark. <laughs> it was obviously Greg. <laughs> Just so, imagine, guys, listening to this song over and over again in the shower as a 10-year-old fat child. <laughs> <laughs> Lusting for the milk next door for the forty-seven-year-old woman across the street. Wait, what happened to the sixteen-year-old? There was a sixteen-year-old for a minute, and then well, it quickly became a forty-seven. I, I think it might have been the mom. Yeah, I think that guy had a hot mom, or just you know a mom. Was there ever a sixteen-year-old? Yes, defense, this she was, was down the street. Years ago. God, what was their name? I can't remember. God damn! But we were we were the sharks, and they were the jets, or it was vice versa. Wait, I can't remember. You were in West Side Story. It wasn't. I didn't come up with the names for the gangs. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> they came up with gangs for like different parts of the, the street. We would like pretend to fight each other. Is this a microdosing side effect? <laughs> nah, it's just my childhood. By the way, this is one of multiple Prince songs that went back in the charts after he died. Uh, 
in April 2016. It re-entered the Billboard Hot 100. Went, went to number four. Holy and shit. And it was number one on the iTunes US and UK charts. If you can imagine that. Um, so this is... Yes, it was played at the Super Bowl during the rain. Uh, it was also played, and I don't remember this, he performed the song as the opening of a medley of his hits with Beyonce at the 2004 Grammys. I mean, you want to talk about there's one artist that people cream over more than Prince. It might be Beyonce. They shared a stage together at the Grammys. We don't see any of that floating around YouTube. Did she pull him out of her purse? Just like... (laughs) (laughs) She's got her hot sauce in there, and then she's got (laughs) Prince right next to the hot sauce. Uh, It was also the final song he performed live, taking place at the end of his final performance in Atlanta, April 14, 2016, one week before he died. How about that? Wow. Wow. You know, I have that because there's a 15,000 people in that arena who could always say they saw the last Prince show. I saw the last Tom Petty show, the yeah. Hollywood Bowl. Did you go to that too, Bob? Nope. And it was... We were uh, supposed to, though. It made it even more surreal. You were trying to get us to go to that show for months before uh, Petty no, showed no, you up. you know what? No, it was like it fell into my lap. It was um, my wife's friend's husband had extra tickets. That's how you went, but you, yeah. but early like months before that, you brought it up to us text chain, and you guys were like, "Fuck him!" I only like Prince. Oh, we just we were like, I don't know, man. We're Prince fans now. <laughs> no, I wanted to take Dean. He was a little too young to go to a concert, but I was like, I want to take Dean to this, and I was like, oh, maybe he is too young. That was it. So much weed. Yes. Listen to this. written as a country song and intended to be a collaboration with wait for it Stevie Nicks according to Nicks she received a 10 minute instrumental version of the song from Prince with a request to write the lyrics but she felt overwhelmed she said I listened to it and I just got scared I called him back and said I can't do it I wish I could it's too much for me I mean that's my favorite part of the whole Prince mythology is stories like that stories like the way he gave Sinead O'Connor nothing compares to you the way he gave Susanna Hoff's uh, Manic Monday. I just love that he was just like so prolific. He had all of this music in him and he was just throwing songs around, partly to, you know, get laid, but Chase also just Stevie be- Nicks down the freeway. But also because he just had so much in him. He was just like, here's more music. Yeah. He was something else, man. It's like Dan with podcasts. He just has all this podcast in him. <laughs> he does around all the NFL. Out. He does this. He just has nothing. He just wants to give it away. And now two hours of ATN broadcast on nfl network why are we promoting that podcast on this one i don't get it coming up why are you doing that (laughs) three times a week he doesn't need that at all are you guys okay he does not need you to be promoted you're causing the trouble now jason (laughs) um all right so what is your favorite print song that we haven't heard tonight it's a good question uh kiss is good love Uh, kiss 1999 obviously Here's Kiss. This is Kiss. I think the if I think about like the most famous Prince songs, I might think of that little guitar riff and then going into this. Is this the most famous Prince song? No, it's 1999 for sure. But the the cover of this by 
what's his face from the from the sixties? Weird Al Yankovic. No, no, dude. <laughs> the the like macho guy who was like competing with Girl Elvis. Warren. I don't know, but I don't know, Jay. I don't know like Elvis movies. From Tom, oh. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. <laughs> Covered that song. It's almost better than Prince's version. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to make a mental note of that. Here's 1999. Since uh, you say this is his most popular song. Yeah. Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Bob? I think my favorite Prince song is When You Were Mine. Oh, look at you going deep, Bobby. That's as deep as I think I get into Prince, and it's my favorite Prince song. All right. As I scroll through like 700 songs <laughs> on this fucking playlist. See, and that, that speaks to the wow. overzealous Prince fans. That are like, They're all perfect. No, yeah, he's, exactly. got, he's got like 25, but that's a lot. All right, when you were mine. See, I have to go through the traditional search function. <laughs> All right, let's see. We got to get a PA to do this for us. That's Is weird. 74 songs every Prince song? <laughs> I think so. Wait, this is your favorite Prince song? Yes. Bob's a liar. <laughs> See, look, I just have one downloaded song on my Spotify. It's that one. Huh. Wow. And when is this from the first album? I don't know. Let me see the album cover. Is it just his face with like long hair? No. Not. What album is this? What year is it? It's on a rarities album that Bob purchased in 1991. Yeah, this part. This part's great. said doesn't do a ton for me i think i i think tegan and sarah covered it and that's how i found it and i was like oh, oh that's good and then i found this one and i was like oh it's his song if you're gonna cover prince i do like that move don't do something too on the nose um i gotta say was uh was a fan then still a fan now through my boys of the bat dance oh i got a live one here <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Now watch when the beat comes in. It's pretty badass. I just read about this song. This is like seven different Prince songs. Uh-huh. When he agreed randomly uh, to do the entire Batman soundtrack, he came up with a shit ton of songs, presented them to Tim Burton, the director. And these are all songs that Tim Burton turned down. He said, I don't really have a place in the movie and the soundtrack. And he, so he took those and stitched them together. And that's why it sounds like seven different songs, because it actually is. Huh. And it was like a number one song. It's insane. It's None insane. of this shit was in the movie, though. Or maybe once. One of them was in the movie, uh, right? I think several songs. There was a song really? when he's... In the... Uh... When the Joker's on the float. 
on the float and at and the art gallery. At the art gallery, right? Those are right. both. But I'm excited about Michael Keaton putting the cowl back on. He's like a hundred years old. He's playing old Batman. He's not playing young Batman. Okay, I can get behind that. Though. All right. I don't know the backstory. D- Dilf Batman. Dilf Batman. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Silver Fox Batman. How old is Keaton now? He's got to be 65. He's 57 or something. No, like that. he's not 57. He's older than that. Is he? All right, here's the best part of the song. Can Basinger samples? I like Batman. It's a ridiculous song. 69, dude. Yeah, he's an old guy. Wow. 57. Whoa. Gosh, I don't know. He's almost He'll always be 57 to me. <laughs> All right. So, with that said, we need to choose a song for the Spotify throwback podcast we do. playlist. We do. Before we do that, though, um, normally I thank the Patreonies. Jason, you listen to every episode. Could you just thank the Patreonies for us? Thanks, Bruno. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody just walked in to help us out with this. I can't believe they're here. This is, I didn't even know they knew where the umlaut was. Guys, this is amazing. The one and only Christopher Walken has made it Whoa. to the garage. He's oh, getting up there in age. You would think that he wouldn't do something you like this. You would think that wouldn't happen. Here he is. Specifically to thank our Patreonies. This is amazing, and, uh, guys. Any thoughts he has on Prince or really anything at all. Dumpsters, what an honor. Mr. Walken, please take a microphone. I'm just so glad you didn't introduce me as Bill Cosby. Because that had been awkward. He's out. He's on the prowl doing his thing. How is that man still alive, able to dose whoever he wants, and you find Prince in the bottom of an elevator shaft? He was murdered. <laughs> they covered it up. Little inside Hollywood info for you. I loved Prince. I kissed him once deeply on the mouth. It might have been him. It also might have been a doorman at a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, hold on. I'll be right back. There's somebody else at the door. Keep going, Jason. Thank you. Thank the Patreonies. Christopher Walken, please. Thank the Patreonies. I'll be right back. I don't understand the bit. It's lost on me. As I was said, as I say, I had my tongue down Prince's throat. I was trying to find the genius. It's got to be down there somewhere. Where do you get all those tunes, Prince? And then finally, something bit me. I think he had an alien living inside of his body cavity. Explains a lot, Christopher Walken. There's footsteps approaching. Guys, sorry, sorry. There was somebody else at the door. Guys, I don't know how this happened either. Bill Cosby came Whoa. over. This is insane. What a fucking... His first public... His first public appearance <laughs> since, since... you know what. Bill, we were just talking about you. I feel uncomfortable. I should leave. I don't want to get a rap sheet. It's okay if you want to go. It's pretty good. It's time for me to sit down because I'm old. I'm old and crotchety. Oh. <laughs> and when I say crotchety, I mean crotch. Oh. They say I did things and I say I did things, but when I say I did things, it doesn't mean that the things that they're allowed to say that I did them because they said they're not going to lose it you against in, you, but Bob. then they did, my and fault. that's why I'm free. <laughs> it's oh. my bad. It's my bad. <laughs> All right. I mean, bye, guys. Are they staying here? <laughs> well, it's been fun doing this podcast like and having leaving. a career in Hollywood. Oh, man. Well, I think I don't know what I love career? more. I don't know if I love 
the impressions themselves or how much I know Jason hates himself when he's doing it. I don't know what the best part of that is. That was good, though. I enjoy it. Always good to hear from Chris Walken. Yeah, it was always good. Not so good to hear from Bill. <laughs> Bill I didn't really need to hear from he's Bill. Out. But, he's out. Uh, it's not our fault. Yeah, not our he fault. Just he's showed out. up. He just showed um, up. Thank you to Bruno, the sponsor. Thank you to Kleine and Mansi, and of course, Courtney and Wyatt and everybody kicking in $2 a month, $6 a month, and more over at patreon.com slash throwback pod we love you guys we respect you even if we didn't do led zeppelin today the next time we get jason's on malt in this garage for some reason we will be doing led zeppelin no (laughs) (laughs) never well thanks for having me guys i still don't know why exactly you keep having me back and no neither does anyone else but it's been fun and uh yeah sorry about all the uh uh talk about sex with uh, older women and (laughs) No. Any any weirdness I brought to the table. <laughs> All right, what are we going to go? I think this song. <laughs> I want this on That's the playlist. That's a curveball. No, we got we to gotta put a, uh, a, a Prince classic here. Uh, we might want to go off the beaten path, but like I said, I don't... Fuck that. It's Purple I don't Rain. I do that. It's Purple Rain. Right? It is tradition also that the guest in it's Purple the Rain. Garage. Eight right. minutes. You, get, you want to fight that, Bob, or you go with that? That's, I'm very good with that. I think that's the move. Because he's not ever going to be on this playlist again. No, unless we do the Batman soundtrack. <laughs> well, I'll be back for that one. <laughs> All right. Is this now the longest song on the Throwback Podcast playlist? I think American Pie is on there. Don McLean? <laughs> Don McLean. Did we do a Don McLean album at some point? <laughs> Covered all his hits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Purple Rain by Prince is the latest addition to the Throwback Podcast playlist. So check that out. And um, Jay, it really was great to have you back here. I, and, you know, we were worried. I was certainly worried that bunker life in the pandemic, we would never see you again. And frankly, I don't know if I'll ever see you again. But the fact that we had tonight, now stay is, with me. I feel like now is a weird time to tell you that we both tested positive today. So I feel like we should have told you before. Just hit me. Positive for loving you. And we were breathing into each other's mouths. I mean, just like just like old times. We did our old classic (sighs) breathe into my mouth bit. That's hey Dan, good to see you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good stuff, Prince. I if you're listening, buddy, I'm sorry. That's not how you can't listen. Can't listen. What do you mean, Prince? Prince is Prince all around is still us. Around okay, us, that's fine. I thought you Prince meant like in a, joined the in a box the way that you're going to listen to no, people. Prince is source energy. Prince, I'm not convinced. Prince is trust dead. the guy who has a crystal around his neck. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. All right. Until next time, go Prince yourself. Okay. Because he fucked a lot. He fucked a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he fucked. He's a fucking guy. Yeah.